Welcome to HeyYA Extra Credit. Every other week opposite the main HeyYA podcast, we'll bring you a short-form podcast of YA talk across a wide range of topics. I'm Tirza Price, and today we are going to be talking about YA books starring Indigenous characters. So I do think that in the last eight years, we've seen some real progress in terms of Um, just more diverse books, more diverse characters in YA. But one um, area that we could still stand to see a ton more development and progress is um, YA books that um, are written by and are about Native people and Indigenous teens. It was still honestly a little bit of a struggle to kind of find new YA releases that came out in 2022 um, and that seems a little wild to me because, hey, our most recent Prince Award winner um, was an Indigenous YA book. It was Firekeeper's Daughter by Angeline Bully, um, which is an excellent novel. If you have not picked it up already, I highly recommend doing so. It's fantastic. But despite that, you know, book getting a lot of wonderful recognition, it's still, I could only find um, two YA novels starring Indigenous teens that came out in 2022. So clearly, we've got a long ways to go still. And I want to talk to you about those novels in case you haven't heard of them or you haven't had the chance to pick them up. Um, November is, you know, National Native American Heritage Month. And it's always a great time to stop and Um, learn and think about some of these books and think about ways that you can incorporate them into your reading. But of course, we don't want to be limited to just doing that in November. Uh, We should do that year round. So I'm going to tell you about two of these books. But first, let's hear from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Steve Aoki's Hero Quest at your local bookstore or online at HeroQuest.com and catch Steve live on the Heavenly Hell Tour. Hero Quest is a graphic novel that is the story of a genetically augmented metahuman named Hero who travels into the multiverse 400 years into the future to save Earth from a disaster it cannot avoid. It has everything from mutants to robots to zombies to aliens, witches, and more. It's a quest for ten rings of tremendous power from ten different worlds that will be needed to save our world from certain disaster. It's an epic journey that will require the hero named Hero to be cursed to save the lives of billions on Earth. It's a story of heroism, wonder, betrayal, and finally, revelation. This is the hero's journey. This is Hero's quest. So the story was imagined by the mind of Steve Aoki and written by New York Times bestselling author Jim Kruger and Steve Aoki. So make sure to check it out. And this episode comes thanks again to Steve Aoki's HeroQuest at your local bookstore or online at HeroQuest.com and catch Steve live on the Heavenly Hell Tour. Today's episode is brought to you by The Dial Press, publishers of The Prospects by KT Hoffman. The pressure cooker of minor league baseball leads to major chemistry in this exhilarating, sexy, and triumphant Rivals to Lovers debut romance. Gene Ionescu is the first openly trans player in professional baseball. He has nearly everything he's ever let himself dream of. That is, until Luis Estrada, Gene's former teammate and current rival, gets traded to the Beavers. Now, Gene and Louise can't manage a civil conversation off the field 
or a competent play on it, but in the close confines of dugout benches and roadie buses, they begrudgingly rediscover a comfortable rhythm. As the two grow closer, the tension between them turns electric and their chemistry spills past the confines of the stadium. So this is one of the first adult rom-coms published by a major publishing house centering a gay trans man by a gay trans man. It also has ADHD and anxiety representation and some joyful, heartfelt moments. Make sure to check it out. And thanks again to The Dial Press, publishers of The Prospects by KT Hoffman for sponsoring this episode. All right. I think it's interesting to note that both of these books are um, actually Canadian books, which is really awesome. Um, I don't think that, you know, we do a great job of highlighting Canadian literature on this um, podcast, uh, which is definitely something we can work on. You know, the the YA market is super saturated with a lot of American voices and American authors. And I think, you know, it's just sometimes we don't stop and think to really highlight and recognize the amazing Canadian um, voices that, you know, they're just right over the border from us. They're not that far away. We should definitely be reading more of these and talking about them. Um, so the first book I'm going to be talking about is The Summer of Bitter and Sweet by Jen Ferguson. And this is about um, a Matisse teen um, named Lou. She is having a summer. So like the title suggests, The Summer of Bitter and Sweet. She is working in her family's ice cream shack. And it's awkward because she's also working alongside her new ex-boyfriend. And the relationship there was never really the healthiest. And then uh, to make matters more confusing, her best friend um, has just returned to town after disappearing without a word. Um, So obviously there's some confusion there, like what happened to King? Why the radio silence for three years? Um, But then there's some even um, more heart-wrenching complications in the form of Lou receiving a letter from her biological father who is currently imprisoned and she does not want to meet him. She does not want to face him, um, although he is asking that they meet. Um, So there's a lot of stuff going on and she is feeling torn in a lot of different directions. But ultimately, as Lou and King's friendship rekindles and she starts to kind of face some of her past hurt, she realizes that um, she can't um, just ignore her father forever, her biological father. She's going to have to face him at some point. Um, So that is The Summer of Bitter and Sweet. It sounds like a very emotional book. And it is also, I think, the first YA book to come out of Heart Drum. Heart Drum is an imprint at HarperCollins um, that basically centers Indigenous voices and stories. And the books are um, tend to be more skewed towards like middle grade and picture books. So I think this is their first YA book, hopefully not the last YA book. Heart Drum is also sort of headed by Cynthia Lydic-Smith, who is an incredible YA and children's book author um, and has written a lot of really great books, including uh, Hearts Unbroken, which is a great YA novel about an Indigenous teen learning some uncomfortable truths about her community and facing um, some backlash. So highly recommend Cynthia Lydic-Smith. 
Um, and if you're looking to include more Indigenous books in your reading, both at the kidlet and teen level, definitely keep an eye on Heart Drum because they've been putting out a lot of really great award-winning, excellent stuff. My next pick is one that I honestly just stumbled upon recently um, because of, you know, researching for this this podcast. And I had not heard of it, which made me very sad. But now I'm excited to tell you about Walking Into Worlds by Wab Canoe. Wab Canoe is a Canadian politician, writer, musician, um, very multi-talented, it would seem. So this is a YA fantasy, and it is about bugs. She's in the real world, very shy. She's not very outgoing. Um, she is facing a lot of just difficulties in her life. She lives on a reservation. But she loves video games, and in her virtual life, she is really excellent at this massively popular multiplayer video game, and she is kind of dominating in that universe. Um, So her life changes when Feng, who is a teenage boy who grew up in China, he is sent from China to Canada to live with his aunt, who is a doctor on the reservation, and... This is due to some worrying activity of his online. Um, So Bugs and Fang meet both in real life, but then they also kind of develop this relationship online. And they sort of recognize each other because they're both feeling like outsiders. And so a friendship is struck up and they all of a sudden are having to deal with Um, you know, the realities of being friends in the real world and what it means to deal with um, their community issues, their traumas, their family issues, um, and everything is threatened by a betrayal. So this looks really great. And I believe there is a sequel coming out um, relatively soon, but that is Walking Into Worlds by Wab Canoe. So both of these books look really great. And I hope that this month and all the months you can work on including some great um, Native and Indigenous literature into your reading. And again, if you haven't already read Firekeeper's Daughter by Angeline Bully, I'd also highly recommend that one. I know that one gets a lot of attention, so happy to just kind of talk about a couple um, of these books. And I mentioned Cynthia Lydic-Smith. She has a new YA novel coming out. Um, next year called Harvest House. And it looks like it is a native horror novel. So that looks really exciting. Look for that in the spring of 2023. There's a lot of really great stuff kind of coming um, in the pipeline. So we'll definitely keep an eye on that. But in the meantime, I hope that you enjoy one or some of these books and that you have a great week. Thanks, as always, to our sponsor for making the show possible. Um, and thank you to Jen Zink, our audio editor, for making us sound great. You can follow me on Instagram. I hang out at, at Tears of Price um, for more bookish fun. And we'll see you again next week for the main podcast. But until then, happy reading. Happy reading.